Hey guys, and happy Friday. It's Rebecca here with The Real Podcast, the real estate and life podcast, where we're gonna be talking about all things real estate with industry professionals, mindset coaching, motivation, you name it, it's gonna be on here. So sit back, make a coffee, and enjoy the episode. guys so happy friday and welcome to the real estate and life podcast it's rebecca here and today we have a special guest chris dobbs and he is the president of tax giants so chris introduce yourself i'm doing well how are you great thanks um yeah so i guess the last i'll kind of just run over my experiences and uh I'll just be myself today on like a first date. Awesome. I'm pretty relaxed with most of my clients as they know I like to joke around and keep things uh, as casual as possible, although we do talk about a lot of serious subjects. Just going back on my past and my experiences, I worked at BDO up in Muskoka for about, yeah, eight years. Um, put in tons of time in corporate tax and noticed to read our financial statements with realtors are just starting to get to understand and and get into actually most of you haven't even hit your first year end yet so that being said it's all new to everyone which i kind of love because the teaching aspect it's almost like learning a new language are you finding that a lot of because again so this is new legislation right like the prep just came out october 1st 2020. now are you finding you're getting a lot of questions from realtors like this year specifically oh my gosh ever since well what happened back in June 2020, I was sitting by the pool. I was a CFO for a developer. Um, We just closed like a huge $100 million deal. Very stressful. I was about to have a drink. He calls me up, Dobbs. Let's be not formal here. Um, Look out, realtors are about to be able to incorporate um, come October potentially. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I want to hit this market. Yeah. Um, And then I kind of like it. I'm a sociable guy. Um, Realtors are very sociable. So I started learning all the rules at an early start to it, um, just researching it, only to find it's not much different than most of the corps I deal with anyway on the rules. So there's a few two, there's a few strict rules, but at the end of the day, nothing that strict there. Again, I have to make a disclaimer in this video. This is not advisory. That has to be done on a case by case basis. People have spouses, other income, stuff like that. Yep. Um, so it's going to be more of just information. Um, if you want a one-on-one consult with me, um, hit me up, Chris at taxgiant.ca or 705-787-8562. I hope come early 2022, I'll do a large launch that way. I have my staffing in place. It's coming along. So it's, it's been wonderful. Well, without further ado, let's get into all the questions. So I did open it up to other realtors, obviously, and I got an overwhelming response. So. The first question that people have, and I find it's the most common, is when should somebody use a prep? Like, is is there a certain time, and what are the pros and the cons? Okay, so two two parts of the question. The pros, definitely tax rates. Uh, We almost want to use the the corporation like an RSP. We want to shelter our growth in there. Of course, we need money to live personally. Um, Keep in mind, you guys don't have any more money going to personally after you've incorporated. So you're going to need some to live to cover your expenses that way. Um, and of course, if you're buying a property in the year, call. I tell my people, be proactive. We can start doing the planning. We have some huge advantages on like ineligible dividends, stuff like that, to take advantage of great tax rates personally as well. 
Um, I've used strategies kind of on the lower of the net income because I've had a lot of experience in corporations because I've heard people say like 150 is the starting point. I don't necessarily agree with that. I can prove in, in, in analysis why I start a bit lower, lower, usually 70 to 100. But I also want to look at age of people, how many years they've been in it, if they have other income, um, stuff like that, that's going to tie directly into when they make that decision because yes it's a fluctuating thing and i do get asked a lot i made 200 this year but i only made 30 the next how would i only make 30 next year but i've proved we've saved enough in that one year that it would take probably three to four years on compounding if your income completely drops because yeah it's one thing to just say oh this is only going to save me five thousand a year but now multiply that by how many years um, plus compounding interest in, in any type of, of investments, depending on your risk level. Yep. Um, it could be substantial, just that five grand a year, but let alone some agents are saving a hundred thousand a year. Now we're talking a lot different. Um, we used to back in the day, be able to, unfortunately realtors and corps came back, um, or came along a little later, but we used to be able to like throw a ton of money to the kids and professional corps and like they didn't even work and have dividends of like 50 plus thousand. Uh, we wow. can't really do that anymore. We can, but we can still use some splitting techniques on, on based on tossy rules, sorry, tax on split income rules and Got take it. advantage of like if the spouse is in lower income, we could throw them some preferred shares if they're not a licensed realtor, um, stuff no. like that. The kids, if they at a certain age and, and real like don't or don't fall under the kitty tax rule. So there's some very split income things we could take advantage to. Where in a proprietorship you get you just don't have those advantages. And then the 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 corporation's a legal separate entity from you. So legally, like law, like it's a one more step. Private corps, a lot of it's gonna come back on you personally anyway, but it's just that additional step. Of course we don't want any uh, yeah lawsuits in that of course but, now being uh, on the topic of spouses i know especially in real estate it's very common to have husband and wife duos or teams now with the prec can a husband and wife be under the same prec i know that was a question that came up unfortunately one of the strict rules in a, in a prec is you have to own 100 percent of the common voting shares got it ownership shares which means no uh, that's a short answer, but sometimes the, the husband and wife will do teams. We'll split it out. And really the, the main difference is going to be like accounting fees and that, um, depending on what account you use. And I highly recommend, I, I tell everyone to be loyal to your account. If you have, I don't just tell everyone to switch to me. I know a lot of people run second opinions, uh, based on experience by me, but, yeah. um, I just, I, I can't emphasize enough to get an accountant if you go the corporate route. It's going to be more in fees, but at the end of the day, um, it's going to be well worth it on the planning side, unless, unless you've already been an accountant and know all the rules. That yeah, of course. You want to Which take I'm advantage. I'm assuming most people have it. Let's be real, right? They don't have the. Yeah, let's be honest. And and we're going from something that was just uh, income and expenses on a personal twenty one twenty five business schedule. Where now we have to reconcile every account, show assets and liabilities on a, um, and re the reporting has to be reconciled. And, and I know it's all noticed to readers and 
not too many people need review, review engagements and audited financials, which I don't even offer myself assurance engagements because there's just too much risk on it. But nine, that just falls in the 99% case. Got it. So. Now, in terms of the tax write-offs, I know, so what people were asking too is going from sole proprietor to PREC, are there, is there a difference in the tax write-offs or would you say they're pretty much similar? The write-offs are very similar. Of course, there's going to be an import fee at first. Um, the, the vehicle's treated a bit different. Well, it depends. You can choose to own your vehicle personal and just charge your corporation your percentage of business use, um, fuel, repairs, stuff like that. Or people put their vehicle in the corp and take like a taxable benefit on their personal use of that vehicle. But at the end of the day, your staging, advertising, all that stuff, a lot of it's gonna be, well, actually it's gonna be similar um, at the end of the day. Now, I know you were talking a little bit earlier about how you would pay somebody out with the prep. So how would you do that? Would it be more so like a set salary or the uh, dividends? Now that's a great question because everyone's like, Chris, if I take this $5,000 drop from my corp, that's, that's income for me, right? But it's not in, in this, if you're going to take one thing out of this, this podcast is know your shareholder loan account balance, what you owe your corporation at the end of the year, which is going to be a, probably 90% of the time in real estate because the initial capital investment is very low. It's not construction. We're at the drop 200,000 personally into my corporation and it owes me money. Yeah. Um, it's going to be more where you owe it money because you're taking money to take your kids to Disney world, stuff like that. So are you saying if somebody pulls out too much from their corp, they may run the risk of having to give back? Well, so no, we have that. And that's what I'm, my next point. We have usually three options, right? You're not going to have much money coming to you personal. So paying it back personally is going to be the, the one that's the least used in this case. But then the other two we, we have, and I'm not going to go through my strategies that can get fairly complex, but we have an option of salary bonus. Okay. And sometimes the banks like to see a little bit of salary. We, we want to take advantage of the tax rates, of course. So we're not going to hammer a huge salary. Um, unless I'm talking to say their mortgage broker and said, we got to pump up their salary this year. But then we want to see how intellectual the, the lender is because we, we have other options that just have to, like we could go the dividend route on a portion of it and see how effectively we can get the money out. Of because uh, once you start going a certain tax bracket on the, the salary level, it becomes counterproductive and you're losing some of your advantages. Now, assuming somebody were to make the same amount of money and they were a sole proprietor versus a prep, how much would you say on average they're saving in tax benefits per se? Well, okay, the corporation's a straight 12.5% until like a certain, not too many people are going to be over what's called the um, small business deduction, the half a million um, type of, uh, not too many people are going to net over that. So most are going to fall in the straight 12.5 um, corporate rate. Um, so, but then some realtors are up to the 53.3 personal tax bracket. Yeah, which is a huge So they're the difference. ones that are gonna, we could talk about 100, 200,000 in taxes in a year. Wow. Now take that over 10 years, take compounding and, and how much investments you're making off that return uh, uh, after management fees. 
Yeah. And it could be incredible savings. Yeah. And even as low as, like I said, 70 to 100, where you're already giving away annoying 30,000 if you make 100. Um, plus, like, obviously, you got to pay the employer portion and stuff with CPP, which turns out to be the case as well. But but it can be substantial, anywhere from 10,000 to over 100,000 with this guy. Yeah, and I know you just mentioned like employees and all of that. So I just want to advise you guys listening to the podcast right now that if you do have any questions, if you have a team and you have employees and you have more advanced questions about the prep, reach out to Chris directly. I'm also going to put his info in the caption of this so you guys can talk to him directly about that. So just to continue now, I know you mentioned people can put their vehicle in their prep, right? They can use their prep to purchase a vehicle. And um, if they are purchasing a home that year, you can increase the salary or their pay so that it shows better when they're applying yes. for the mortgage, right? So this, these are all the questions I get on the corp side. Can I put a house in or a, a rental prop in my corp? Technically, yes, of course, but per prep rules, but the banks want it in a holding corp, usually no matter what. Now don't go put your detached one long-term rental into a holding corp based on corporate tax rates, um, based on this information. We're gonna get to see more advantages on what type of rentals you're using, stuff like that. But yeah, 90% of the time, if we make a decision to put the, the, the place in, in one or multiple properties, into a corp it's going to be through a holding corp and not through your prep um the the only one way to do it would be private finance where they just don't care or fund it firstly but use the bank's money yeah they're giving away free money uh, very yeah. many load or most stuff if i'm doing the planning do i say don't use the bank's money cash it out well if it's there and you can use it wisely and use it as leverage why not right yeah yeah in most cases of course now the main question too and i know a lot of newer agents people finishing their license uh, or people who have been in it for a year or two are wondering this if they have a deal pending right now let's say they've gotten accepted offer and they wanted to transition into the prep can a deal that was done prior to the prep being registered be paid out into the prep if the closing date is by then so okay so and this happens a lot the first, one of the first questions when I say yes, corp makes perfect sense to you is talk to your brokerage right now, let them know, take that commission under your T4A on your business number, not up directly to your SIM. Um, there's been a few cases. So the short answer is if, if it's been done, pay to your SIM, it's going to be hard to reverse and, and really no, like the because we reconciled it with T4A on the income side, in this case, the short answer is no, but there's been a few times I've seen this year that will potentially take a CRA letter or, or something to just explain why this should have went into the court. So let's say for example, I Oh, if it hasn't closed, then it's month, easy. But it's can, closing in we, January, right? I can- Yeah, yeah, then we can in court today, make sure it gets in the court for sure. Oh, okay, awesome. The so, number one thing is your contract with your brokerage is part of the deal, right? So. Yeah. Now, the last question I want to leave with is, and I know we've touched on this a little bit throughout the conversation. So what would you say are the main differences between filing the personal tax return and the prep in terms of the accounting side of things and making sure that your accountant is qualified in the, the prep and dealing with realtors? Well, accounting qualifications are, we don't need licenses. We don't need certain stuff to file certain engagements. Okay. So you got to be careful. 
Yes, you, you, you're working a lot of knowledge, of course, right? So uh, it'd be more, everyone's kind of qualified to do it by rules on the public accounting license side. Yeah. But you kind of want to deal with someone and you could kind of know if they speak with confidence or some people run second opinions by me. Yeah. Service to me is absolutely huge, but uh, yeah, so you're looking for service, knowledge, and you can kind of tell, so, so. Of course. And the way that I think about it too is like, for example, a realtor, we all have our license to buy and sell homes and to trade on behalf of our clients, but we know certain areas better than other realtors. And that's just a fact, right? We may have lived there or, you know, visited. Yeah, yeah. Or it's something that we love, right? So to me, and my number one piece of advice, I've been, working with you for the last month or so, maybe even longer. And something that I wanna shout out to you guys listening is make sure that you're comfortable with your accountant, especially if you are going into a prec and make sure that your accountant is giving you all the knowledge and the comfort and the answers that you need to move forward with the decision because obviously you wanna make sure that all of your bases are covered. And also yeah, and, in with your lawyer too, right? And because it's such a learning process, I have to bring my mind on the teaching side to where they're standing. And I'm very good at educating that way. Um, so the teaching's very important. So I say, ask the questions up front. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of questions up front, but I'm all about building relationships. So uh, we get those questions out of the way and the questions are gonna come down, but we just work on a, a level of that where you can talk to me. Um, whenever you need i do a lot of consulting so so yeah so i just want to say thank you honestly chris you've been awesome and no i appreciate helpful. you for having me on and wonderful. i know that this was short and sweet but i just want to give people the gist of things so i thought why not have a professional that can give all the answers so thank you yeah, yeah and it's just it's more of my experience and i've had some amazing mentors at bbo can't thank them enough Awesome. So guys, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to Chris directly. So thanks again, Chris. And I'm going to put your info in the comment section. Sounds wonderful. Thanks so much, Rebecca. You have My yourself pleasure. a wonderful day and everyone else who's watching. You too. Take Happy care. Friday, guys, and enjoy. So thank you again for everybody who tuned in. I look forward to bringing a new episode to you guys next Friday. Stay tuned and it's going to be lots of fun. Enjoy your weekend and stay blessed.